Hi everyone, I'm Maggie. I'm Alex. And this is Socially Coarse. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film and mirage. I'm trying to change it up, leave me alone. <laughs> that said marriage. <laughs> we got we got a murloc toy and Alex has not stopped doing this. I mean, to be fair, it was you my started, idea. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll leave a link to it in the description because he's the most adorable friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty cute. He's pretty anyway. cute. Anyway, so we uh, today will be talking about Lost in Space. And this is almost a little bit of an apology for the episode we did about the trailer, where I feel like we were both not as engaged as we usually yeah. were. Um, and we just literally watched the first episode of the Netflix series and we haven't watched any more so we can only talk about the first one. Yeah, this is like a first impressions kind first of impressions, First impressions, yeah. Um and apologies for a little bit of an extended time off and not uploading as regularly. We promise we're getting back into the groove. We just had some time. Um so Lost in Space, Netflix series. Came out very recently. I think it was like a few days ago, to be fair, that it kind of uh, popped I think it was up. a couple of weeks ago. I think it was out when your mom was here. Was it? I think so. Um, but yes, yeah, so it came out. We talked about a little bit of the history of what it is in our previous episode. God. Nah, this yawning yawn. thing. Jesus. Um, but yes, we talked about that. Um, but in short, there used to be a TV show that was called Lost in Space. There also used to be a film that followed on from that TV show. That was almost like a reboot that was Lost in Space. They're and now Netflix terrible. decided to go again. So there's a lot, you know, that has changed. Um, we think that some of the fundamentals kind of seem to have changed with this new version. And... Sure. So the story's changed a little bit. I mean, if you guys listened to our previous podcast about the trailer, um, we did tell you about the original story a little bit. Um, I'll give you a very brief rundown. Earth is ridiculously polluted. They want to colonize another planet. Um, So they send this, you know, sort of deep space mission. Originally, it was just the Robinson family, but the Jupiter 2, the Jupiter 1, having already made a successful um, sort of journey there Mm -hmm. and back. Um, and they, they've set up like a, a jump gate, basically. Yeah. So the Robinson family mission is to fly to this new planet, finish the jump gate on that side so colonists can can fly through quicker on both mm-hmm. sides. Um, so they go into like a, a deep sleep, they go into cryo sleep, and there's an onboard robot. Um, they In the original storyline, I believe it's terrorists that are on the planet who don't want Earth to venture into space for mm. whatever reason. Um And there's a guy called Dr. Smith who gets paid to sabotage the mission by this terrorist group. And he does so by... um, Sorry about that. He does does so by sabotaging the ship's onboard robot to destroy all the life support systems and things like that. Um, But the Jupiter 2 takes off before Dr. Smith has a chance to get off and stay on Earth. Um, So he wakes up the Robinson family so they can help him shut down the robot. Um, But they basically end up doing it's like an emergency jump or something like mm-hmm. that they they do they end up jumping away anyway to this unknown mm-hmm. sector of the galaxy and they have to they're basically lost in space mm. um and that's it weird you know, it's this, lost in space i know what? right so it's this family mm-hmm. um mother and father are both accomplished scientists the father's a bit 
negligent when it comes to his family like he's too focused on his work mm-hmm. and you've got the son will who's like a mega genius and you've got the two daughters judy and penny um who are you know that they're, they're still yeah. they were they're really intelligent kids mm-hmm. um but will's like a prodigy you know mm-hmm. um and anyway that's what it is and that's what the, the film basically is. sorry i forgot about the the pilot as well who's like this, oh, yeah. uh, the this ace, fighter. ace fighter pilot who gets brought in at the last minute to replace another pilot who like dropped out for whatever uh, he got assassinated or something anyway um, so it's about their adventures being lost in space and all the mishaps they get up to and blah 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 so we watch the first episode and it seems like the story has changed a bit which mm. you have to expect Yeah, but we'll get into the balances and stuff about that later anyway um but it wasn't too bad. So this will be a slightly spoilery first episode review. Yeah. Like but I that's say, because we, it's, we'll just give you a rundown yeah. of the first episode and what yeah. we thought about it, basically. I mean, it's the first episode. They're setting up the series. We don't know yeah. what happens with these characters. It's the yeah. first episode. I don't think we can, we can necessarily spoil. say. Yeah, it's nothing to spoil. No. It, it is a lengthy episode. Yeah. It is like a proper pilot episode. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing you guys haven't seen in like the trailer and stuff. Yeah, to be fair, the trailer covers everything that you could yeah. possibly expect. Just has a couple of different ways to get to the end kind of image. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ah, there goes Maggie again. I um, don't know so- what it is. I think <laughs> it's, okay. it's the weather in the UK right now is awful. Like it's just this constant grey drab, and we're yeah. just so tired all the time. Anyway. Anyway, so. <laughs> First episode. So first we see the Robinson family on the Jupiter 2 just flying and then they crash land and they crash land on this very icy planet. Um, No, we're both out. Good. No. They crash on an icy planet and their ship is stuck under quite cold water which could at any time freeze. Um... They want, well, the father who, in this version... Oh, actually, I should have probably started at, like, the family dynamic that exists right now and the characters that exist right now, because from that, they've changed the dynamic slightly, where the father is a soldier um, who is also quite distanced from his kids. Yeah, but in a... Different in a different way aspect because in the original the father was just distracted by his work. Here he's um, almost like treating them like his soldiers. Yeah, he's too much of a soldier. Well, like I say in the original, he was a scientist. In this one, he's a soldier for some mm. reason. Um, so he's you know he's yeah he's a very and manly man type of thing. And Judy, their daughter, it has some friction with him from the mm. start. They're set up as not necessarily getting along too well. Like, mm-hmm. when they crash land, they all hold hands, but she refuses to hold hands with him, even though she's sitting right next to him. So there's obviously something going on there. And um, as soon as they crash and they need to get into the ship, the mother is knocked out because her leg is hurt. Um, and the what seems like more clever of the two daughters, um, which is Judy. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of she's she's like a medical sort yeah of background, she's almost like medical anyway she has quick look but then the father wants to send little will robinson back into the ship because he can fit through this one damaged hatch um and he's kind of forcing him he's almost like you know he said well he's the only one who's small enough to fit in there so come on kid 
get in there. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, like without the kids caught off to get his like exercise. Yeah, like uh, like yeah, spacesuit on and things. Yeah, like that. and it was really weird because it was just like, just you know, yeah, like yeah. literally treating him like he's like this trained soldier who's done fifty runs and is prepared for everything. He's terrified. And his sister Judy just jumps in, goes for it, goes to a different entrance, and then gets frozen just under the surface of the lake. Which is heartbreaking to say the least, mm. with six hours of oxygen. And um, they kind of try to dig her out, but it doesn't really work, does it? No, they, they try to dig her out. They don't have any proper tools. They've just got like a knife, yeah. which they're basically trying to chisel out yeah. a good couple of feet of solid mm. ice. Um, but then they noticed when they were sort of crash landing on this planet... Mm. Um, that there were comets full of magnesium that mm. were falling all around them as well, and Will's the one well, who Will noticed it. Well, Will's yeah. Um, he's like, oh, no, what was, they were burning white as they entered mm. the atmosphere. It's magnesium. So his father takes him to go and pick up some of the magnesium so they can burn through the ice. Mm. Um, and in the meantime, Judy, who still communicates with them because she's still got the suit Intercom, on. Yeah, so I she's think. got, yeah, she's got the comm. Um, she helps the... Older Penny. sister Penny, I think she's the older sister, um, to perform like minor surgery on the mother's mm. leg because it's it's becoming like infected and stuff, so they have mm. to do something about it. And they do, and that's all fine. Um, when Will and uh, John, who's the father, um, get to where the magnesium is, he starts mm. chis- chiseling some off the wall, but then the ground kind of falls mm. away where Will is, and mm-hmm. he ends up tumbling down this perfectly. Spherical, beautiful yeah just, just beautiful like, little, this nice uh, little roller coaster slide. tunnel yeah. yeah yeah um down and and he comes out the other side of this icicle glacier and it's like narnia where mm. it's like just this, this yeah. really lush forest that's exactly stuff. what it is yeah there's a really clear line where the ice ends yeah. and then the forest just suddenly begins it's basically minecraft yeah, essentially it really is minecraft <laughs> biomes yeah um so anyway his father's like right it would take me ages to get to you and rescue you i need to get back to uh, Judy, because she's running out of oxygen, but I'll come back for you. And Will's like, "All right, yeah, fair." Obviously, he's hopping, he's good to these terrified. He's like, just a young kid, but he's yeah. like, "Okay, yeah." Go the thing that. that shocked me about that is not even that the father did that. Yes, I understand it was the logical decision, but that he did it so quickly. Well, he's a soldier. He's trained I know, to make but tough like, decisions. it's his kid for God's sake. I know, but he's trained. To, well, that's the thing. He. It seems like the dynamic is he wasn't really around. Yeah. For most of their childhood, so yeah. I think he can detach himself yeah. from it. Not easily, but enough to make those hard decisions because uh-huh. he looks like he's like a spec ops or yeah, black ops does. or some, something like that. Um, anyway. So, 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 yeah, so they get he gets back to uh, Judy and they start burning the magnesium on the ice and slowly start melting the ice to get her out. Meanwhile, Will ends up wandering through the jungle. Mm-hmm. He sees another crash spaceship that is not human mm-hmm. in origin um mm-hmm. it seems to have crashed quite recently because like the forest mm. is on fire a little bit around it um so he ends up walking through the forest and gets chased by a pair of robot legs <laughs> it is it's just hilarious. literally like the little half of the robot that you see in the trailer is just chasing yeah. him through the uh so he climbs up a tree to get get away from them um and then he, he turns around and he notices there's the other half of the robot yeah obviously like, he climbed up the I one know, right? tree where he, the robot was. The robot's like impaled yeah. on, a, on a branch and sort of tries to grab him. Yeah. I don't know if it was in a hostile way, but um, so obviously Will's terrified and he tries to get away. Um, and then the forest catches fire for some reason. Which is this, so weird. This, like, just but blazes. It's like, so. That's the thing. It's not even like it was a slow bird. It's like an instant inferno yeah. just swept through the yeah. forest. Which to be um, fair, if you had a dry forest, that's exactly what would happen. 
It's which is what happens I mean, with like Aussie bushfires. That's what I know, but it's, it's right like... next to like those glaciers and stuff. You'd think there'd be some moisture that came off it. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'm not a, a geologist. No, me either. Um, so um, we'll decide. We'll pretty. I think he kind of accepts that he's going to die. Yeah. So he's yeah. like on this, you know. His one last act is going to be to free this robot because he sees that the legs are trying to reconnect with the body, yeah, and, that, and the well, robot's kind of him, dying. Basically. Yeah, the light in his face starts going out, and he mm. gets really sad. Um, so Will cuts the branch, and the robot falls down, and he basically accepts he's about to die. But then the robot just jumps up and like carries him away like a baby through yeah, the forest, like, proper, just, like, like gorilla cuddles him. him. Yeah, like hugs into him. And he's like, "I will save you, human." He doesn't actually speak, and then he sort of bounds away through the forest, um, and just. As they're about to dig Judy yeah. out through the ice, it starts to rain, mm-hmm. which instantly freezes over the hole that they were digging. It's like, mm. oh, come on. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Like, it's just the most frustrating thing, yeah. which it was meant to be, and it was really well done. It was quite well you're done. Because you're like, actually. oh, they're going to dig her out, and then all of a sudden this robot's going to turn up, and Will's going to be there, and it's going to be really good. And then it starts raining, you're like, that's just a punch in the dick. Like, why would you do that? So, anyway. They all basically accept Judy's about to die. Judy yeah. basically accepts that she's about to die. Um, and then the robot rocks up, and they're like, oh, now we're all going to die. There's a huge alien robot here, and Will's like, ah, it's cool, he's with me, guys. And then essentially like, yeah, sweet, no bother. This massive seven-foot robot yeah. with four arms. and Well, well he, he doesn't, he doesn't he have four the arms. Four, yeah, the two um, extra arms. So Will says, you know, is there anything you can do to help Judy? And the robot just melts the ice with his ha- ha- heat hands, I guess. Of course, yeah. yeah. As you do. Yeah. Um, picks her up, and then she's alive, and then the robot turns on his heat hands to keep the family warm, and that's when it ends. It's just like... Well, it doesn't end there, sorry. It goes back oh, to... Oh, yeah. There's a flashback to 12 hours earlier, where they're on also, the... in between this, by the way, we find out that actually the marriage yes. between the two parents is actually a lot more strained than it's we thought. Poor, yeah. Because... Basically, it turns out that the mother sent him papers while he was on assignment to sign away the custody of the kids. Yeah. So she was going to go on the mission alone with yeah. them to take them to colonize. So, so there's obviously a backstory there, and there's worse. a backstory as to how he gets Onto on there, the ship, which, which I think know. because there's no pilot in this one, mm. like there was in the original. So I'm thinking that's probably where he comes mm. into it, mm. um, or like a soldier or something. Mm. Anyway. Um, so anyway, they're on the... I can't remember what the ship's called now. The Resolve? Big one. Was Resolute. It called? Resolute. Um, that was an actual ship. In Back in the day, it was a wooden ship. They made desks out of it for the President of the United States and the Queen what? of England. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you after. Anyway. Um, anyway, so... So, so yes, they were anyway, on, sorry. on the Resolute. So we saw the Robinson family getting into their Jupiter 2. Fine, no problem. Yeah, they had to evacuate. There was like a breach in the, the hull of the Resolute. That yeah. they were going to repair was apparently quite yeah, non-panicky. Routine, yeah. Um, and it must have gotten worse. Yeah, because everything starts exploding... And then we cut to this sort of fight scene in a hallway. People mm. are running away from, like, getting shot with lasers and stuff. Mm. And then we see the robot mm-hmm. that that the Robins, that rescued the Robinson family come around the corner. And he's, he's just blasting civilians left, right, and center with his forearms. Because obviously he can shoot plasma yeah. beams out of his arms. So he's just like, bam, bam, bam. Um, Which is weird. And there's a woman there who steals the jacket of a guy called Dr. Smith. Uh-huh. Who was one of the main characters in the original. So she steals his jacket to escape. So she must have been like, I don't know. She looks like a crazy person. She did, but why the hell was she there? 
I don't know. Anyway, that's another but backstory she seems to in and of itself. She seems to also take on board like two also guys who were a little bit shifty because they were trying to basically hack into the ship that she was going to get onto. Well, they were she mechanics. Had... They were repairing it. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh. They were just mechanics. They were supposed to be repairing the whole breach. But when they saw everyone losing their minds... Oh, is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, So she was like, I completely oh, there's, blanked. there's always use for two mechanics. And they're just like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. So they get into the, whatever, escape pod or another Jupiter ship. Uh, I missed that. And fly off with her. I thought they were just trying to break onto planet. a ship. No, no. Um, so, that's where it ends. We don't know if the robot's an alien. If it was, why is it on the ship? Um, or if uh, it's man-made. If it was, why do the Robinsons not know what it is? Yeah. Um, so there's a weird kind of dynamic there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to see where that leads. I think, overall, I think this was another one where I thought, why did you feel the need to brand it as a Lost in Space? Mm. You could have just done a little bit of a different take on something that was about space like because like you said you know they had on the resolute they had like 50 jupiter ships there were there were loads so obviously there were loads of colonist groups so that was a complete change the robot was the one doing the attacking on the resolute as far as we could see that was a change no no that that kind of goes with the original well yeah but as in like it was an alien robot that people didn't recognize yeah because otherwise the robinsons would have known that robot if it was the maintenance robot. well they all would have known the robot yeah and um Obviously, Dr. Smith is no longer Dr. Smith. It's just... A woman pretending to be Dr. Smith. A woman pretending to be Dr. Smith. Um, And yeah. That's quite a few bits and bobs that have changed, which I thought, well, why not just make a new space Well, if they had, everyone would have just been like, oh, well, this is just lost in space. So they basically had two choices where, like, don't do it, which probably would have been the sensible option, or do this and change a few fundamental pieces to make it seem more original. Not that I'm super cynical or anything. No, I just think that actually you probably wouldn't have made that connection because, yes, maybe you would have to change the name of the family, but because the robot is more of an alien rather than a Earth-built robot, the woman isn't the person who... Well, maybe she's the person who sabotaged it, but she's pretending to be somebody else. There are loads of colonist groups, so you could have made a whole thing about colonizing foreign planets. And that would have already removed it from what Lost in Space was. Mm. So I feel like they could have just gone with a new idea. And I feel like then they would have probably had less backlash than what I'm expecting this will be because it's so different. I just don't think anyone cares anymore. Like That's it's true. It's happening so much now. Everyone's like, what, they're rebooting this week? Oh, yeah figured they would i guess like it's just yeah i'm not surprised by anything they reboot now mm-hmm. it, the only thing i'll get angry about is if they reboot the iron giant if mm-hmm. they remake that blood's gonna flow yeah you're gonna yeah um anyway we will move on to the second part of our episode Woo! that's right people we are changing it up we are changing up the structure of the episodes now sometimes sometimes so <laughs> We are going to move on to the second part of this episode, mm-hmm. which is the voyage of Doctor Doolittle. Mm-hmm. And I've just realised the podcast title is going to read as "Lost in Space" and the Voyage of Doctor Doolittle, which sounds like one crazy ass film altogether. Crossover. Yeah, sounds like yes. the most insane thing I've ever heard of. Yes. Doctor Doolittle, Lost in Space on a voyage, but he talks to alien animals. Write this down. Right. <laughs> 
Anyway, so... We don't have to um, write it down. It's here in the public domain. People exactly. will know it was our idea. Um, but yeah, so, so in the spirit of kind of making sure that when we have a topic that maybe we don't feel like we want yeah. to gush about too much, we will do multiple topics in an episode. So to give you the same level of enthusiasm that you have grown to love from oh, us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our dedicated yeah. following. Oh, yeah. So, um, as Alex said, The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle... Basically, the things we know about this is there was a poster <laughs> that was posted by RDJ, which for those of you who are uninitiated is Robert Downey Jr. Um, it's the same like NPH. If you don't know who NPH is, then just get out. Um, but, sorry, but it, it's it's like I saw the poster and I genuinely thought it was a spoof poster from like the cast of the MCU films. Mm. And I just thought that they just made fun of it by putting like... You know, like, like I, I thought it had Black Panther on, so I was going to be like, ah, ha, ha, Black Panther, there like, cat. people on that poster who are in MCU? Well, I don't know. I just saw it, and I, for some reason it clicked with me as an MCU, because I don't think I saw that particular poster you're looking at right now. Mm. I saw one that had the colors of Infinity War, almost. To me, this looks more like either Sherlock yeah. or um, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts, I would you know say. What I mean? um, but yeah, so basically what we know from it is that... Rodine Jr. will be the Doctor Doolittle mm-hmm. of now, and there'll be a star-studded cast yeah. of like Emma Thompson, Remy Malik, um, Craig Robinson, Ralph Octavia Fiends, Spencer, Fiends. Ralph Fiennes, uh, Kumal Nanjiani, uh, Selena Gomez, John Cena, obviously because he's Tom in everything, Holland. Francis Delatour, uh, Marion Coulthard, and Carmen Jogo, which uh, Marion Cotillard, sorry, and Carmen uh, uh, Jogo who. Is the only one in that thing I haven't seen in mm. much, um, but she was in like Fantastic Beasts and things like that. So, um, so yeah, it's a completely star-studded cast by a fairly unknown director writer, um, Steve Gagan, who has twelve writing credits and seven directing credits, and then all of a sudden he, he pops out of nowhere with this ridiculous cast to make a Doctor Doolittle film. Like that. It wouldn't surprise me if this was the work. Of Robert Downey Jr. seeing this, like, the idea. Maybe, and he was yeah. like, I want to talk to animals. Get me all the best people. And he's like, you know what? I'll bring Tom Holland along because yeah. he's basically my son now. Yeah. Which, honestly, would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so, Steve Gagan's got writing credits for The Division and Call of Duty Ghosts. So, not off to a fantastic start. No, not off to a um, good start. A bunch of TV shows that he was the writer for a few episodes of. And a couple of smaller films. And he's got, like... Uh, director credits are basically the same stuff. A lot of TV shows, a lot of TV movies. Um, so is this going to be a film or a TV This show? is going to be a film. Right. It's just like... So it's called The Voyage of Doctor Do. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw The, the Doctor Do Little with Eddie Murphy. That's like the most recent one before this, I guess. He's a I guy. Seen that one. He's well. He's a doctor. He's like an actual doctor. Uh, oh, doctor I mean, or I've, a seen, I've seen the original Doctor Do Little. Isn't Eddie Murphy Doctor Do Little? Yeah, like yeah, that's what film. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's a surgeon. Who yeah. finds out he can talk to animals, which makes and him then good. becomes a vet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, everyone thinks he's mental, and then everyone find the world finds out he can speak to animals. Wasn't basically. there a film that was the daughter of Doctor Doolittle, and it was like Raven and Simone or somebody like that? I don't know it? if it, if that became a film, but that was the second Doctor Doolittle with Eddie Murphy, where his daughter, who was um, oh right, that yeah, was the she, one I'm thinking it of. finds out she can talk to animals as well, and she's been like hiding it. Um, but then everyone finds out that she could talk to animals yeah, because they like help. The weirdest... They help like stop deforestation. Yeah, that was the weirdest plot twist to me, where she was like, "I don't 
want to talk about the fact that I can talk to animals. I'm sorry. You I'd can talk a lion down from know, not right? attacking you. I'd be Why would you not place. be like, hell yeah, people? Yeah, that person who'd be like, oh, I wonder what my dog wants. And they're like, uh, he just wants to go outside. <laughs> That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I wonder if my dog likes it when I rub his belly. He does not. <laughs> you should stop. Um, <laughs> exactly. Just like, why would you not own that? So... I don't know why they call it the voyage. Well, I assume it's to differentiate it from... Maybe it's a different thing, because, I mean, the poster looks really old, so I don't know if, like, maybe it's cast in an older time. I'm kind of liking your idea of it being kind of like Fantastic Beasts, Mm. where I'm imagining that maybe he kind of goes around the world trying to find, like, the most unique animals. I'm kind of liking that idea. Which looks like it's... Oh, well, we didn't do our research, did we? Was there a film before this? No, there's a book called uh, The Voyages of Dr. Doolittle, and it looks like, yes, he did travel around the world and speak to animals. We are just great at this podcasting thing. We need to do thing. our research. <laughs> Jesus. So, this is an adaptation of the book, not a film? Or it was the original films kind of an adaptation of this, but this is going to be Well, this more... came out in 2012, so I, mean, oh, right, I think okay. the films were before that. But I think there was something before that. Anyway, so The Voyages of Dr. Doolittle is coming out. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be Dr. Doolittle, and it's going to be great. I don't know. That's I it. don't think I like him as Dr. It's, Doolittle. It's a remake that I'm not angry about. Also, putting my PC hat on... That cast is not very diverse. Well, I mean, no, it's not. It's really not. Um, so that's a little bit disappointing. If you look at the picture, I mean, you've got Octavia Spencer and Craig Robinson. Yeah, just putting one of each is not. <laughs> no, but you've got Kumail Nanjiani, who's Indian. Yeah. You got Selena Gomez. I'm just saying. It's you, there's I'm only just I'm just Mar- anticipating Marion Cotillard, isn't she French? Doesn't matter. She's still it white. Definitely matters. She's white. No, you've got to draw the line somewhere. Well, I'm just I'm just flagging Maybe it. They picked these actors because they were the best actors for the role. I I know that. I Maybe am totally. Maybe when they said, yes. "Hey, we're going to audition for the voice of Chi-Chi, who's going to be a gorilla," and then a bunch of people rocked up, but then Rami Malek was just blatantly the best choice for it. Look. I, I, you know that I'm always on that ship. You know that I'm always the kind of person who says, yes, I would rather have the best person for the job rather than be diverse. But I'm just flagging it before everybody decides to get really angry about that. You know. I just hate how that's everyone's knee-jerk reaction now mm. when a new film is being announced. The first thing everyone does is analyse the cast. Oh, where's all the women? Where's mm. all the black people? Where's mm. all the... And it's like, can't you just take a second to... Just, no, they can't. Just forget about all that. It's a film. Yeah. It's just flagging it. It's not it. based in real life. Just flagging it. That's an entire podcast by itself. Yeah, that's true. Which we will not do. No, because that's just a rabbit hole that Suicide. we don't want to go down. But yeah, so we'll see what this comes out as. We'll see more news as it comes out. It's meant to be released in 2019, so they've still got some time mm-hmm. to give us some insights. And yeah, we'll see what it is. Yeah, um... So, yeah, back so, to the regularly scheduled segments of mm-hmm. this podcast, which we have not changed, but let Never us know will. if you think, or whether you can think of another segment to add. We haven't had a history with Alex in a while, so we'll have to add that to a future episode. I do apologize. Yeah. Um, so, which one do you want to do, Alex? Um, I'll do the rough. Okay, go for the, the rough. the good news this time. 
Okay. So, random useless fact of the day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, however you self-identify, don't want to go into that rabbit hole nope. either. Um, here's a fun fact for you. Creepy. Fun. Don't know who kept Creepy. it around. Or... Anyway, there's a lot to read into this one. So, Napoleon's penis, yes, Napoleon's penis, was sold to an American neurologist for $40,000, which, A, quite a low price, yeah. B, who had that penis, yeah. C, how did they get it? Yeah. Was this someone who killed Napoleon? Was this one of Napoleon's very close friends or family? Did someone exhume his grave? <laughs> and is this urologist technically grave robbing? D. Why the hell does this urologist want Napoleon's penis? I mean, he's, is a, he a, he's a urologist. He's, it's like a fun conversation. He just has Napoleon's dick on, in a cabinet in his office. He's like, hey guys, look at that. No, it's not a shriveled hot dog. It's Napoleon's dick. Yes, that's right. Napoleon's dick. Now let's have a look at your infected penis. Wow. <laughs> I, I think all those are valid questions that I don't think we have the answers to. I have to. many more about this entire story. I have a, a f- random fact to add to that. Napoleon actually wasn't that short. No, he was, he was like he average. Was like, yeah, he was like five foot three or something, five foot five, something like that. Just like average for the yeah. time. Yeah. So. And FYI. everyone goes on about how short he was. It's like that's it's not real. Yeah, there's a whole complex named after yeah. him called Napoleon <laughs> Complex. That's about like short people not feeling adequate. I mean, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he had a complex now. Because, yeah. you know, you, you gave them this... You, every every time someone gets angry about being short, you're like, oh, it's a Napoleon complex. But Napoleon's up in heaven going, Ah, oh, mon dieu! <laughs> Sorry, all French Racist. people. Racist! Sorry, all one of you French people that listen to this podcast. We are never going to be allowed into Canada. <laughs> if we try to get into no, Canada, no. they will listen to this podcast and be like, nope, he's not allowed. Get him out. <laughs> I mean, Lord you could have gone for Sackleblur. That's or the other one. God damn it. Sackleblur. My penis. <laughs> Mom. I don't know who else. Um, but yeah, so that's a lot of questions that you can go and so, find out independently so answers to. And then to. let us know, please. For the yes, love of God. please let us know what the hell that is. Um, and the good news. Are we changing the good news? Yes, we are changing. We are changing the good news. So we had a separate good news for you, but. We're going to make a whole episode out of that one bit of good news we were about to tell you guys. Yes, so and it's, it's very exciting. Um, so, next week... Next Saturday, hopefully. Next Saturday, hopefully, but I'm trying to give us some time yeah. to edit if needed. So, at some no. point in the future... We, you know, it was very interesting because after our latest episode where we've kind of explained to you that we were feeling a little bit down and we were trying to find what to do with this we got an email from one bj Meldison. Mendelson. i already well that's up. it let's call off the interview down the drain so got in touch with us because he created a comic book that he wanted us to have a look at and because he's open to an interview so we're going to actually interview someone who's written books and he's like actually like a known person podcast five ah! we missed so you may have read he, the he first wrote a book, book that he published yeah which, which is, is called social, uh, social media's bullshit which we agree with which yeah um, it completely like debunks social media uh, from like a business and standpoint like, and it's so funny because we're both marketers. Yeah, so the fact yeah. that somebody who's a marketer themselves, but actually does like nerdy stuff, got in touch with us who are marketers who do a nerdy podcast, like 
but yes, he Mind got blown. in touch with us. Um, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so he, he's starting to write a comic book, which is called Greetings from Vengeance, Nevada. Um, so we've read the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be able to give you guys our two cents on that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it's out now uh, to buy if you guys want to go find it. Yeah. It is a good comic. I think um, it's on Comixology. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about it more next week and hopefully we'll have BJ Mendelson on the show. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check out his Twitter and things like that, we'll, I'll leave a link for you down in the mm-hmm. description, I guess. Um, and let us know what you guys think because that's going to be super cool. And, and we are, so I am more excited about it than my wedding. Sorry, Maggie. <laughs> oh, that's just mean. <laughs> Considering our wedding anniversary is in like three weeks or something. It's going to be so great. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, I will leave a link to his Twitter and his website down below if you want to go check him out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we watched a couple of his presentations on YouTube. Funny mm-hmm. guy, but he's also really clever. He's really clever. Um, I've, I've just noticed, actually, he started a podcast. Really? Yes. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe that's why he also got in touch. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, but so, uh, he also had a... a just to go off topic for a second, he had a really, he had an idea that I really like. Um, he, he's addressing the whole Facebook data problem and Google mm. data problem with like leaks and selling it and things like that. He's like, the quickest and easiest way to resolve it would be if those company pay, those companies paid us for our data. Yeah. And I'm like, that's genius. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll talk more about that next week. Hopefully. Next week, uh, we'll talk more about the comic, and we'll have BG on the show. He's interviewing from America, um, so it's going to be super fun. Our first guest on the show, and it's someone like BJ Mendelssohn. That's, like, mind-blowing. Um, so that's absolutely fantastic. So that is the good news. That's the best news yep. Um, yep. that we've had so far on this our little podcast. And just pray for us that every technology out there works for us yeah. this time around, and that nothing goes wrong, and well, that we will deliver an amazing episode for you guys on this. It's going to be so good. I might email them after this, actually. Um, So anyway, yes, uh, thank you very much for listening. I think that about wraps it up for now. Check us out on all of the social medias, Mm -hmm. um, Twitter and Instagram primarily, Mm -hmm. I would say, are our two kind of main platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maggie, what can they do if they want to support the show some more? Well, if you want to give us a little bit of support, then what you can do is use a button on our page for coffee or coffee or whatever you want to call it and you can just buy us a cup of coffee yeah you know just to help us out and give us something to do on a weekend you know go out and get a cup of coffee that would be nice support the show help us buy better equipment so we can deliver a better show to you and finally buy a goddamn mixing deck um (laughs) uh Whatever yeah. platform you're listening to us on, whether it be iTunes, whether it be Podient or any other website, if you can leave us a review, that would be fantastic. If you could leave a rating or subscribe or share or whatever, mm-hmm. um, comment mm-hmm. on the page. We have a comment section now. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know if you've got any random useless facts or any good news for us to mm-hmm. share. Um, find us on, like I say, Twitter and Instagram. Send us a message. Mm-hmm. Share some love because... Share is caring! Exactly. I nearly forgot that one. Every time. (laughs) You're more of a, you know, problem at this point. You're more of a liability. Oh! So anyway, that wraps up today's discussion. So mean. So thank you all very much for listening. Uh, I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Calls. Bye. Love you. Love you.